Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Becky Hill. Becky is a percussive dancer, so this episode is great in its audio-only form, but it's even better if you watch the video, which is available on YouTube and Get Up in the Cool's Facebook page. We recorded this at Clifftop in the Long Point String Band tent. Thank you so much, Long Point String Band, for hosting us. This episode is brought to you in part by Brooks Banjos, and in a way, the last half dozen or so episodes have been as well, because I had Brooks Mastin set up my banjo before my Michigan trip. Some of my more discerning listeners have probably noticed that my banjo sounds a little floppy and buzzy when I'm recording outside at festivals. Last year at Clifftop, I even had to capo the first fret for an episode because my banjo sounded so bad. I've been asking banjo makers and players for years what to do about this, and I'm not going to name any names, but they all gave me terrible advice. I finally took my banjo to Brooks, and he immediately diagnosed and fixed the problem. That, coupled with some banjo maintenance advice he gave me during our interview, is why this year's Clifftop recordings all sound great. No flop, no buzz. Brooks has 20 years of experience making and repairing banjos and replicating vintage banjo hardware, all with raw lumber and brass stock. He's taken apart just about every kind of open back banjo, so he knows what makes them tick. I love my banjo, but it was made by a big old factory, and the setup problems it had are honestly inexcusable. I'm embarrassed that I went for so long without fixing it. Brooks Banjos, on the other hand, is a one-person shop. His banjos aren't hurried in large batches. They're made one by one with a master's precision. And when I say master, we're talking 10,000 hours. For elegance through simplicity and reasonable prices, discounts available for performing musicians, get a Brooks Banjo. Visit brooksbanjos.com or follow the link in the show notes on your podcast app. I also want to thank Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan for sharing Get Up in the Cool online with their customers and increasing the reach of the show. Next time you need an instrument upgrade or new music gear, visit their online store at elderly.com. I'm really excited to play the third annual Kauai Old Time Gathering this November. Y'all should come if you can make it. KauaiOldTime.com. Visit that website for more info. Stick around after the interview and I'll tell you how you can keep up with this week's guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Becky Hill. Enjoy. Thank you. 
at your face. Like... <laughs> Becky Hill, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Hello. I'll let you get your chair there. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. There we go. Thanks for giving part of your... Uh, you're already structured clifftop. You are paid to be here this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. paid to call one square dance. One square like, dance. That's all right. The with, big, the big. Yeah, yeah, with the legendary Lou Maiori. He's mm. 90 years old. Wow. He's a dear friend and mentor, so that's pretty fun. So it's full so circle. I don't know him. So what is he doing? He is a square dance collar, clogger, flat footer. Oh. From this area, he's from Summersville, West Virginia. So when you say um, you're doing it with him, are you trading? Yeah. Trading out. Okay, yep. great. We'll be calling together. Awesome. If you don't know him, everyone should know Lou. He's a gem. I would like to know him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, um, hmm. I mean, let's just get into it right, mm -hmm. right, right off the bat. What, uh, what do you call what you do when you dance? <laughs> That's like always the question, always right? Always the question. I don't know. I think. But we were talking about it just a minute ago. Like, I would label it as percussive dance only, and that sounds really vague in some ways, but... Um, it's also specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Very specific and vague yeah. at, the, at the same time. Um, I just feel like I have this, like, basket that I've, like, collected all these dance moves and steps from people and their stories. And then, you know, you put yourself in that, and it's also, like, a communication for, like, what the banjo is telling you. I mean, that was the second time we did that tune. Yes. So it's like you're having this dialogue and you're kind of playing with that from pulling from this basket of other inspirations and styles. T tell us about your basket. What's all in there? Whew. I mean, there's clogging and flat fitting, and some Quebecois and Ottawa Valley and like, you know, it's just anything. When I was a kid, I just was so hungry to learn any percussive dance form. Mm. Like what, my how, hands on. What age of kid? Did you start I started developing dancing. your hunger? Oh, man. Well, I started dancing. I first saw the Fiddle Puppets um, mm. at Wheatland when I was like a really young child. We're talking like at least seven or something. Will you remind me where? Mm -hmm. I know it's in Michigan. Yeah. Where is Wheatland? It's uh, this big festival called Re near Remus, Michigan. Remus. Mm -hmm. Uh, where on the thing? It's not in the... U it's in the, the like, <laughs> upper, lower peninsula. Little I'm, like, making a little map yeah. of Michigan. <laughs> okay, great, great. No, I get it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a like, little yeah. hand, a little bit. It's very close yeah. to where you're full of fiddle is. Oh, very good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you saw the fiddle puppets there. Yes. And I saw just, and, like, rhythm in shoes and footworks, progressive dance ensemble, and it was just really just lit something in me as a kid. I was like, I want to make noise with my feet like that and they were so joyful mm. that like their performances also sort of impacted you soulfully in a way that other things didn't did you dance um either in an organized way or just uh as a kid does before that oh yeah of course yeah, yeah. i've been yeah. dancing i feel like my whole life in cool. some capacity but i started doing like clogging and taking classes probably when i was i don't know i mean i first started tap dance for like little kids at three you know? Yeah. And then that turns into the other thing. And then thousands of dollars later, your parents are like, why did we put her in dance to begin with? All, all of those things. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you have, like, mm -hmm. like dance mom or dance dad or? No. My parents were great. They were, like, let, they let us, like, lead what we wanted to do. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like sometimes, it seems like sometimes there's a little pressure on, on dancers in a way that's unique. It's true. Well, I mean... I think I got to a certain age where it was like, okay, you're not, you're decent and you're cute, so that's getting you far, but then you reach, like, the other age, you know, like, when you're <laughs> yeah. a preteen, you're like, you gotta actually practice. Yeah. And so, 
this isn't cute anymore. <laughs> You're no longer cute. Yeah. You need to practice. <laughs> but it was like with love. It was like, we're yeah. paying for this. You got to practice a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the outside influences were more stronger than I think even my parents. It was like, you know, getting a chance to apprentice with a professional dance company when you're 14, like oh. that'll make Wh- you do work harder. Yes. Yeah. For money. Yeah. Or, or just or, for like or knowledge or, or like, yeah. Things, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was, I got the money when I was like 16. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Two years <laughs> later. Internship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. What kind of dance was it? I learned African gumboot dancing and mm. clogging and things like that from Footworks Progressive Dance Ensemble. Yeah. And their mission is really to sort of, I feel like to look at these sort of North American or not even North American, just progressive dance forms from around the world. Yeah. And so that was the first company I sort of apprenticed with. And got to Augusta Heritage Center through that. And then when I was a little bit older, I was like 16, 17, I worked with Rhythm and Shoes Dance Company in Dayton, Ohio. And she is more of her original choreography that is melting the pot between like tap and clogging and yeah. those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you have, hmm, uh, that sounds like a lot of experience doing choreographed dancing. Mm-hmm. When, when did you start doing improvised dancing? I just couldn't help it. You just yeah. always have. Yeah, exactly. Great. I think, yeah, and I think it's been interesting, you know, to look at sometimes if you're improvising, you feel like you fall into different bass steps or, you know, there's just like you keep, your voice doesn't just stay in one way. So it's like what I practice on my own will like slip into my improv and it's just this sort of morphing. I feel like if you watch, I think that's the whole goal is that you keep evolving if you keep yeah. working on it. Yeah. I first heard about you and saw you last year at the Flatfoot contest here at Clifftop. <laughs> and uh, I remember I saw in in our age bracket, uh-huh. um, how big is it? It's like the biggest one, the biggest age bracket, right? Probably, isn't it like, something like that. Isn't it like 18 to 60 or something? It's, it's, huge, super, it's, it's very huge. large, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I remember being impressed by a lot of people mm-hmm. in that. But I remember being uh, absolutely blown away by what you did, which at, by that point in the in the <laughs> in the <laughs> festival, because you have to hear it for control, you have to hear the same tune over and over yeah. again. So it's like hard to like get, you know. I'm just like, oh, this tune. I forget what it was. Yeah. It was something real chestnutty. But I was just, yeah, I was like instantly like re-engaged in watching you, and then you won the <laughs> bracket, and. And then all of the age, this is my first time watching the uh-huh. And then all of the age, the winners of the different brackets, I believe there were four. You have a dance-off. Dance-off. And you did had made a really interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. In- <laughs> it's so funny. This choice has been talked about. It was just kind of like, I think sometimes, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for saying this in some way. But, like, I, the beauty of dance is that it's, like, an individual expression. So, like, the, I... I do these kind of, like I've done the cliff top because it's like this way, like you get, someone has to do it to keep the tradition going yes. and it's more of like, you know, you kind of like straight your stuff, but it's like you see everyone's personality. And so like I would be a terrible judge because I'd be like, you're amazing and you're amazing. Like the, yeah. the, it's, yeah. so, and it's the, the idea, so the idea of having like a dance off to me for a championship, I was like, well, I, like, everyone's amazing. <laughs> I don't want to be a champ, like, the, ch- like, I don't want any, I'm like, I'm just going to be silly, and so I flossed a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who are unfamiliar with 
uh, teenage American vernacular dance. <laughs> flossing is is the art. Yeah, you put your you, you sort of floss. I don't even know how to print it. I mean, I this know. is a video episode if you're watching. So it's like so if you're watching, yeah, just floss for it's us. Like this. <laughs> I'm flossing. <laughs> yeah, it's like your arms go out and your hips are the opposite yeah. side, and they pull switch. Yeah. Yeah, I was a Montessori school teacher last year, uh, movement, and you had to learn to floss, so you just, like, lost all credibility with the children. (laughs) (laughs) Flossing was very much on my mind last year. Yeah, clearly. Uh, (laughs) I was uh, was absolutely tickled and endeared by your flossing, especially because you, you really, like, worked it into, like... The routine, like it was like oh oh, and then and then it was back. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder how that's gonna go over. And you, I'm not, I, yeah. yeah, I knew it was gonna go over well, but that's fine. Yeah. But like, what is well? Like, it's this I mean, things are to like the, have fun and like the terms love of the and like be goofy. I think yeah. that's and that's the joy of dance is that it can like make people laugh and smile. So. So you're yes. so anything that you do that might be perceived as flippant, maybe as coming from an actual very joyful place, <laughs> is what so. you're trying to say. I think so. It's not a middle finger. It wasn't a mi- Yeah, of yeah. course not. Okay, great. Um, But I... Either way, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I feel that's... It was definitely like a... More of a like, I love all these people up here. Like, how can you... like? Can, mm. Like put us all like compete. I mean, know that like you're supposed to compete, but the idea is to just like yeah. have fun and make each other laugh, and like that's the essence of at least in my brain, that's the essence of these type of things. But some people take contests very seriously. I just happen yes. to not be one of those. Yes. <laughs> I'm like the more fun we can have uh-huh. together. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Breaking rules. Sorry. Breaking all the rules. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Shall we? Do, we do another, another one? Tune? Yeah. Which yeah. one are we gonna do? Uh, well, it'd be easiest for me if we did Bonaparte next. I know it's kind of similar to what we just did. Oh, but it's fun. Who cares? Okay. Yeah. And Bonaparte comes from this like, um, I learned it from Jesse Mills, but comes from Ron. He learned it from Ron Mullinex from Hartman, West Virginia. Mm. It just, it just kind of reminds me of like the mountains over there. The, I don't know. Yeah. So. We well, couldn't we couldn't corner Ron a book who he got it from, you know the game of tradition. Yes. The specific version we don't know. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. This is Bonaparte crossing the Alps. Yeah. Is that the name? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. He was such an inspiring <laughs> guy, apparently. Yeah. He made this too. <laughs> uh, shout out to Bonaparte if you're listening. <laughs> Thank you. 
of uh <laughs> of identity uh-huh. and and dance um has it ever i mean you don't live in michigan anymore no i don't where do you live now well as of tomorrow i'll be starting my mfa program at um university of maryland in brentwood oh so i'm like oh. right in the middle of moving Great. and i came to clifftop in the middle of that yeah <laughs> good idea <laughs> does that make sense right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. There's a lot of uh, conversation these days mm-hmm. about, um, you know, ownership and cultures, mm-hmm. who gets to do what, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and I was wondering if you could uh, speak to um, learning how to do Appalachian. 
progressive mm-hmm. dance and uh, what that's been like as someone not from Appalachia. Has that ever been yeah. uh, a, a source of conflict between in yourself or in mm-hmm. others? Or yeah, I think that when I started learning Appalachian, like clogging and flat fitting, I was so young that it was like sort of hard to like I didn't even know you yeah. know what I mean like you didn't even know that you were like learning like I knew that it was connected to the mountains but like I didn't know that I was learning this like sacred thing in a sense you right. know because I had learned it at these folk festivals You're just doing across. what the ad- adults are telling you yeah to do. exactly yeah. <laughs> and then as I got older I ended up moving to a group in south of Grand Rapids in Michigan and then ended up moving down to um, Elkins West Virginia which is in Randolph County it's about two and a half hours from here and um, I had the opportunity, though, to work with this folklorist, Jerry Milnes, like, pretty intimately. And doing that, you know, made me just see this area and this region, like, so different for, like, all of its beauty and its also its pain. And then you sort of, like, start realizing, like, oh, I'm doing this dance tradition from here. Yeah. We start, sort of, like, just having another eye on, like, what it is you're doing. And so I just, I mean, my, I think I've just always tried to, put my like heart first you know and like try to get to know the people and give credit where credit is due mm. it's like I won't I'll never teach the Tennessee walking step without saying it's from Robert Dotson or like yes. you know being like oh this step comes from Thomas Maupin and um of course I have like evolved my own style but I think it's like just being cautious and like making for me it's like the the older callers and dancers that I know in West Virginia specifically they're not like my close friends yeah and like almost family in a sense um and that just took tons of cups of coffee and listening and hearing stories and getting that and it's like they kind of were the ones that shoved me into calling like I had no idea Mm. like plan of being a score dance caller and then they were like all right someone's gotta learn it and they sort of just kind of like kept handing me the mic or Mm. trying to convince me to do it and that you know, that feels good. It's like that of a sort of like chosen. I was, I loved the dance, but it was also like, hey, you have the potential of carrying this on. Will you, like, will you do it? Yeah. And, um, but I always, you know, anytime I get a dance from somebody or I try to make sure that it's the, the right credit is due. But I also, you know, like when I say credit is due, like there's so much credit that isn't told that I don't know. You know, mm. like there's this a whole origin of the yes. of dance that's complicated and is always. You know, it's a story. So it seems like for you something that's worked really well for maybe dispelling any of those doubts that could that other mm-hmm. people maybe have is uh, just actually having relationships with Appalachian people <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> endearing yourself to them and, yeah. and telling them you want to learn from them and then receiving that. Yeah, and also it's like, um, especially in this area, it's like you. I will never be from West Virginia, but. Yeah. I can love it and I can like value the people that are here and like that makes it feel a little bit better but I mean it was never it's funny how like life evolves like it was never a mission of mine to be like oh you're gonna travel around and teach Appalachian dance to people you Mm. know like that was never like a life plan it was just like somehow this dance form found me or I found it and then it's gone from there but I think personal relationships make it just a little bit better I don't know yeah (laughs) <laughs> Good. I need to get to the key of C really quick. Yeah, you are that? welcome to get to okay. the key of C. You can tune to. Let me tune in my little leather bottle. I'm there. I made it. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Where did, where did you get this version of Billy and the Low Ground? I was just trying to think about that. I Justin Milnes taught it to me, and we. He, where did he get it from? Delbert Hughes. Delbert Hughes. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that person. Yeah, uh, West Virginia. Should I have heard of that person? There's huh. a lot of people people haven't heard of. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is, is he like a ubiquitous player that like everyone knows about but me? Is that no. what I'm asking? <laughs> yeah, no. He would be like uh, collected through like the Augusta archives. Okay. Those kind of things. Cool, mm -hmm. cool. Well. And I get like it's been interesting working with Jesse and knowing Jerry like through the folklore work. So many of those tunes and stories have sort of been like passed down to his son through his dad playing music and then but like I know his dad it's just this like interesting circle but I feel like our the group I perform in we kind of hold a lot of those tunes like that's our we try to find the squirrely ones yeah yeah <laughs> okay let me see if I can remember this Thank you. 
read your eyebrows, right? That's great. It's okay. like, mm, mm. Mm? and I got excited. I saw him, and then I was like, oh, that's probably the wrong cue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so oh, funny. Boy. Okay. <sighs> you play uh, in instruments as well? A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Uh huh. How much? How much? A little bit. I mean, uh, if you're living in West Virginia for any extended period of time, just like you're just yeah. gonna start. Yeah. Uh, so I was like learned from Jerry Mills mm. and I play Clawhammer banjo and I just kind of play tunes like for myself a lot of the time just kind of tinker around on it it's like an instrument that's so lovely to like hold in your hands and feel it um, I agree it's great <laughs> it's, it's yeah. just a great instrument yeah uh, yeah and then uh, I play a little guitar mm -hmm. but I think that came from just like singing and wanting to sing more and that kind of stuff yeah yeah I often wonder you know from I did some musical theater mm -hmm. in, uh, I'm gesticulating with my water bottle. I did, this is <laughs> the musical theater. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Ready? Let's do it. Okay. So. so, and uh, in, in high school and in college, and um, I had to learn how to tap for 42nd Street. Um, <laughs> I had to learn how to tap, heavy quotes. Oh yeah. Uh, I and, have a 42nd Street story, but go oh, on. Oh, great. I want to hear it. Good. <laughs> um, so I did 42nd Street, uh -huh. and um, I was Burt Berry, a very little character. Anyway, I remember as like a trained musician at that point, I've been playing for a few years with classical piano, yeah. you know, but I remember trying to learn from this choreographer. Mm-hmm. And just being like, this language is so different, and like, uh, yeah. and also I feel like just the way you're thinking about it is so profoundly different. different. Like I really, I was just like, I don't know where beat one is, and I don't know how to ask you where beat one is. Mm -hmm. Like those kind of questions, and you know, she's trying to teach us time steps. Yeah. You know, and like, I was just like so out of my depth um, culturally, and like mm -hmm. the. <laughs> the way I'm, yeah, I was just like, can you transcribe it for me? You yeah. know, like, I just didn't know what to do. Um, and uh, so I've often thought that maybe the way dancers interact with music is a little different. And I'm wondering if you can confirm that or correct that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if so, has learning an instrument changed the way you think about playing? All right, dancing. Dancing, dancing. Um. And then tell me your second, 42nd Street story. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I mean, um, one thing that's interesting for me is just like a side note is like, I love improv in terms of percussive dance. Like yeah, what, a lot yeah. of what we're doing is like playing off each other and improv. And sometimes I'll have like, like on a couple of these tunes, I'm like, oh, these are like the sort of parameters I'm giving myself for this tune. Mm. Like, okay, like lay back on the A part so that like the banjo can really shine through. Like on that last yeah. one, I kind of am like, gonna hold this and I almost think mm. of it I mean it's a percussion percussion instrument right your yeah. feet so yeah. I try to think about it that way but um it's interesting because while playing banjo like improv is so hard for me mm. and I'm curious if like one day it'll and I can like you know mess around with like writing tunes but in terms of like playing a tune mm. with you I would mm. be like I like want to learn the choreography right like I'm mm. like this is the tune this is where so I you would hand. play it the same way every time almost every time I think like and I know it's probably just because I haven't played it as much as I've danced, but that yeah. is like an interesting thing to me is that like improvisation on the banjo mm. is like harder. Is it because there are um, uh, the pitches are more strict when you have? It could be. And it's like, how do you? It also just feels like this pitches? block, like you know, like when you do something enough, then you're like able to 
like I think do a lot of more improvisation if with it. You've been doing it since you were three. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, that like would if help. you're like, yeah, like, oh, I'm just gonna mess around with stuff. But mm. um, yeah, I always find that interesting in terms of like me playing music. But I do think, I think one thing that happened when I started playing banjo or just was living in an area that there was like pretty regular old time music and pretty like particular tunes, like, you know, tunes cycle for a while through communities or through this like broader old time community is that the melodies just became way more important. Yeah. And like how to dance the melody or accent it. Yeah. Um, I think that really came hand in hand too with like learning banjo, but also which is like learning the tunes. Yeah. That's like normally if I get to dance to something that I don't know, like we're gonna do one that we've only done once before next. Yes. And uh, yes. it just like sometimes I like to sing, sit back and listen to it like mm. twice. And then like, cause then you're like, okay, that's what I'm gonna expect. But there's also this whole other element of being like, what am I gonna expect? And you're like lingering in that yeah. zone too. I think there's, there's uh, things to take away from each of those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, I think learning an instrument is incredibly helpful for your dance. And I think learning to dance is incredibly helpful for learning an instrument. That's that's what I got to do next. Got to <laughs> learn to dance. I'll probably start playing different. You're right. Yeah, or just mm. like if you go to at least I've seen this as a caller and a square dancer. Um, if you go to a dance and like the musician doesn't dance, like it feels different to me. Like if they just stay there the whole time and they don't switch out. No, what just like mean? if they aren't, they're like, oh, I don't square dance. Oh yeah. And I like like how do you know it? The people want, yes. you know, yeah. unless you. I and some of my favorite fiddlers are like yeah. so, yeah. like they're on the dance floor when they're not playing. Yeah. I feel like that kind of reflects in it. Mm. That's my own theory. Mm. <laughs> so you were in Forty Second Street. <laughs> oh yeah. When was this? Uh, high school. Yeah, yeah. Hastings, Michigan. I was Peggy, which was like the lead. Oh my God! You were Peggy. I was Peggy. Peggy's like the ingenue, right? I Who's know. Like, she's like, I'm going to the city. I'm gonna be a dancer. Yeah. I'm gonna be a star. Um, exactly. <laughs> and I think that they only gave this, like, did this musical because it was my senior year and knew that I had like dance training. Yeah. So I just recently watched a video. With like my my nieces and nephews are like into theater. We're like, let's yeah. watch it together. Yeah, it's so funny. It was like everybody background like because they made everyone learn how to tap dance like yeah. before like yeah. <laughs> mid Michigan <laughs> high school. So they're all like going shuffle step, and meanwhile I'm like wings pull back to <laughs> die. Like, oh my god, you know, a 16, 17 year old self yeah. really hammed it up. Mm. Everyone else was like. Poor kids. <laughs> they like, probably hated me. <laughs> so you sing as well? I do some singing. Wonderful. Yeah. Good. Um, so this next one is mm -hmm. from uh, 42nd Street. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna do it. <laughs> this is new. We weren't planning on this. Broadway Baby. Is that one of the songs? <laughs> what a silly musical. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. On the avenue. What is that? Oh, Take me to. I did um, Second Street. I did Shuffle Off to Buffalo. That was my big song. Ooh. And I got to and I got to kiss a girl in it. Did you get to shuffle <laughs> off to Buffalo? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would we have done without like high school theater? Mm. I mean, good God. Wrestling is what I was doing. <laughs> I'm so glad. Embrace the high school theater. <laughs> you so got it, kids. Do it. Just yeah. if you're yeah, just is such a blessing. Don't cut arts funding for <laughs> Yeah, don't. don't That's don't. my pitch. We need keep it for paper mache for sets. public schools, please. <laughs> Come on. 
We needed to have hire this choreographer to t- teach fifty people to tap dance in our small town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need this. We need this. Yeah. They need this experience. <laughs> All right, let's play Tennessee Mountain Box. <laughs> On that note, On that this note. is not Chef Left to Buffalo. Yeah, thank everybody. you for that tangent. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. It hurts. I'm vulnerable. <laughs> Especially the painfully earnest arts like musical theater in so high often school. is in yeah. high school oh, <laughs> do you prefer uh, potatoes or should I just start maybe start and I'll jump in okay great if you're fine with that okay Like developing our communication mm-hmm. skills. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, when we oh, do our second it. episode, it's just gonna be like so sterile because all the endings, you know. Well, yeah. be all perfect. Yeah. We don't want it to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Tradition is supposed to evolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Let me get up to A real quick. Plug your stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, you don't just do this for fun. Yeah, you also sometimes are paid to do this. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So what kinds of... Tell us more. Where do tell, we find out about those tell things? Tell me more. Um, yeah, so I'm actually starting my master's in dance at University yes. of Maryland yes. in like two weeks, which is so exciting. So it's like a whole new chapter yeah. of like experimentation that will unveil. Wait, um, what, so kind, who knows? what kind of dance? Any spe- uh, percussive dance, but I'm also like very interested in where the... Like taking vernacular dance traditions and 
classic dance forms like contemporary dance and percussive dance and how they can inform each other and how to put that on a concert stage and how to like evolve tradition in a way that is, you know, the whole story. Lots of things. Lots of things to study for the next three years. So that's happening. Um, So I'll be in DC. So who knows what that holds. Um, But I'm connected to Augusta Heritage Center Mm -hmm. and you can find me there. I've been the events coordinator for a, a long while. So come take dance or banjo or hang out. Beautiful West Virginia mountains, and then I also um, I organize with Tikla. Uh, we organize something called Helvetia Hoot, and that is in Helvetia, West Virginia. It'll be Labor Day weekend this year, and um, it kind of feels like my love song to West Virginia. Mm. Um, like Jenny Hawker is teaching, go- like doing a gospel sing. Val Mandel is up there. We have um, this amazing guy Dave Whip is going to do a West Virginia wine tasting and like historic tour of like this tiny community. So this community is. Um, a Swiss community that has like maybe 41 students K through 12 and they're like high school and that's two it's on top of a mountain um, but they've really preserved a lot of like Swiss Appalachian traditions and there's mm. two beautiful dance halls cool. and a, we're doing Calling 101 and like all the all the things with a bunch of the master artists and that's mostly all West actually I think almost everybody is a West Virginia instructor that's yeah. coming up there and it's just really beautiful a lot that of the community awesome. comes up and so when is that? Labor Day weekend. Labor Day. So it's okay. soon. Cool. Yeah, I'm doing that and starting graduate school at the same time. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> and moving. And, and a moving. Cliff yeah. 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 You know. Cool, cool. <laughs> T-Mart Rounders. T-Mart Rounders. Yeah, you can find me. That's a trio project I dance with. And that's yeah. with Jesse Mills and Kevin Chesser. Yeah. Yeah. Where is that located? We are sort of based out of West Virginia, Elkins, yeah. but we, we've gone many places. We've got to hop around. The price is right. The price is right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and our album has percussive dance on it, so that's like we great. kind of vision it as if okay, great. I'm like akin to a drum set in some ways. So yeah, yeah, hmm. it's one project. Thanks again for doing this, Becky. I know. Thank this you. I so feel like fun. we have this like sleepy, content clifftop vibe. It's perfect. Yes, <laughs> it's Saturday at clifftop. It's Saturday clifftop. It's been a long week. Let's play this big fish. Let's do big fish. Yeah. And this comes from Melvin Wine, this version. Shout out Melvin. Shout out Melvin. I had a cat once I named after Melvin Wine. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's sweet. (laughs) What do you think? I think it's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many old time fiddle cats are out there. I feel like a lot. Hey, you old time fiddle cats. (laughs) (laughs) That should be your name of your podcast. (laughs) Old time fiddle cat.
If you're in or near West Virginia and interested in old-time music and dance, check out the Helvetia Hoot this Labor Day for workshops in flat-footing, square dance calling, old-time music, food ways, harmony singing, and more. I put a link in the show notes for more info and registration. You might also consider attending a camp at the Augusta Heritage Center. They mostly take place in the summertime, but there is an October old-time week coming up. And buy the T-Mart Rounders album, also linked in the show notes. Once again, I want to thank Brooks Banjos for sponsoring this episode and making my banjos sing. Visit his website at brooksbanjos.com. Thanks again to Elderly Instruments for sharing the show on social media. You can visit their online store at elderly.com. And make sure to check out my second podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for now, friends. Thank you for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.